0: Number two of the Bill Michaels Show, and we are uh, ecstatic to have you with us on a day like today in which we're getting ready for the divisional round. Green Bay, uh, they are hosting the 49ers. Lambeau Field, frigid Lambeau Field coming up tomorrow night. The 49ers, they're averaging 195.3 rushing yards per game over their last four postseason games. Think about that. So the run game we know is going to be heavy. Jimmy G coming into town with a bad thumb, a somewhat bad shoulder uh they're not going to rely on him to throw the ball all over the place so uh, we'll uh, we'll break this down let's uh let's go to our guy uh, we got Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus joining us on the hotline. Eric, how you doing today man?
1: Uh, I'm doing well uh, I feel like we paid our dues last week with some bad games and now we're gonna get some good games this weekend.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, let's, let's talk about, uh, we'll, we'll come back to the Packers, but we've got good games all weekend long. You've got Cincinnati on the road taking on Tennessee. Cincinnati gets their first win since 91. And since Moses was a baby, they finally go to get a win in the postseason. Joe Burrow looks to be the real deal, but Derrick Henry is coming back. Give me, give me your thoughts on that matchup in Tennessee.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one because you get Henry coming back, but if you look at Henry, some of Henry's splits as a running back, Um, You know, he starts season slow, and and that sounds weird because we're we're in January right now, but I wonder if people who are sort of betting the Titans, and this number has moved out to three and a half, um, uh, you know, open around three, are really pricing that in yet. Henry is a guy that, you know, as the game goes on, as the season goes on, I think is more effective. I don't know if you can just plug and play him if you're Tennessee Right off the bat. That being said, Cincinnati without Larry Ogunjobi, without former Packer Mike Daniels, um, that will be uh, a test for them. But you know the the Titans on the defensive side of the ball struggle in coverage, and that's not something you want to do uh, against a group like Tyler Boyd, uh, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins.
0: How do they uh, pressure the quarterback? Because Joe Burrow has just been so good, and we even saw him on the run against uh, the Oak or uh, against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And still be able to hit Jamar Chase. He was still able to hit T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd. Uh, He he works well with his tight end. So you tell me, do they do enough to get Joe Burrow into a situation in which, uh, you know, he could make some mistakes?
1: I I don't think so. Last week, you know, Max Crosby, he had over 100 pressures this year. Uh, They were able to neutralize him somewhat. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe is better than any edge that the uh, that the Titans have, Titans sort of in the 20s in terms of however you look at their pass rush. So I think the Bengals are going to be able to score in this one. To me, it's all dependent upon whether Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones can, can match them in the passing game. And, and as I said, whether Derrick Henry is the guy that can control the football game on the ground for, for Tennessee.
0: So let's move on. We go to the next game, and not on Saturday. We'll get back to the Packers. But uh, on Sunday, you've got the Rams on the road. Now, the Rams playing really good football, and they look really good in pressuring Kyler Murray. But there's no way that Tom Brady's going to make the same mistakes Kyler Murray did. And I I still think there is something to be said for Matthew Stafford staring across the field down the eyes of the lion that is Tom Brady, even though he is without uh, a good portion of his weaponry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think – um you know, Brady, you know, he was sacked a few times last week because of the injuries to Werfs and Jensen. Um, you know, but I think Brady is one of the best players in the history of the league at protecting his offensive line. Uh, with a week to know kind of what's in front of him, I think he'll be fine. Um, to me, the other side of the ball is interesting, right? Because the, the Rams disguise their coverages more than any team in the NFL, about 9% more than any team in the NFL. And Brady's passer rating uh, does take a hit when other teams disguise coverages. But the Rams... You know, they had to bring Eric Weddle in last week because Jordan Fuller was hurt, and Jordan Fuller, the the play caller for that defense. I don't know if the Rams are going to be able to do everything they want to defensively, and obviously that's going to be a help to Brady. On the other side of the ball, Andrew Whitworth, kind of questionable for this game. You look at the Bucs, I mean, they ruined the Chiefs' Super Bowl last year with Pierre Paul, you know, Barrett, uh, Vita Vey, and Adama Kansu. You know, the Rams really leaned on the running game last week against Arizona. I don't think they're going to be able to this week, and it's going to be all Stafford. Uh, and as Packers fans know, like that's not a great formula for winning uh, if Stafford dropping back to pass 50, 50 times a game.
0: Um, the, you mentioned the front four of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Vita Vey, so stout in the middle, obviously, and Dominick and Sue coming towards the end of his career. Uh, veteran contract, came back for yet another year. Are they the same as what we witnessed last year? Because I, it's it's like they were really good last year. They had this luster about them. This year it seems like they're there, they're good, but they're nowhere near as good as they were last year.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair uh, a fair charge. I mean, Pierre Paul is nearing the end of his career as well. Um, Barrett got the big contract, but they they did bring uh, Joe Tryon, so I think, uh, a rookie from Washington, to come in. He's provided some juice as well for them. Vea, um, uh, you know, I, I think has had a really really good year. That's why he got the contract extension. But I I think your characterization is fair, and and you know the the fact is is in the playoffs last year. I mean they really feasted on you know a Packers team that was without Bakhtiari, uh, and, and as well as a Chiefs team that was without eighty percent of their offensive line. Um, that's kind of where I see them possibly being a strength in this game is if the Rams are missing their best player in Andrew Whitworth on that left side. That's really been the only times that a McVay offense has consistently struggled is when that offensive line has not been good.
0: Bills on the road, taking on the Chiefs, and this is probably the matchup that everybody circled is Josh Allen. I had said that I thought it was time for the Bills to kind of take their place atop the AFC. You've got Josh Allen against Patrick Mahomes, both quality quarterbacks, both can move. Both Looking at defensively speaking, the Chiefs a little bit soft on the outside. If they allow Josh Allen to run, move the chains, extend drives, it could be a long day in Kansas City, and by no means is weather going to affect either one of these teams. So give me your thoughts there.
1: Yeah, it's a great one. I mean, I think the number here is about negative, you know, uh, minus two for the Chiefs. That's sort of basically saying that these two teams are equal on a neutral field. I do think that the team that wins this game is going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, Um, you know, and it is. It's it's crazy. I've been saying all week that if Buffalo and Kansas City both play their best game, I think Buffalo wins. They just have so many things that they can go to. I think if both teams play their average game, though, I think Kansas City wins. And And to me, that's just because the water level for Patrick Mahomes is just so much higher than it is for almost any other quarterback in the league, um, save maybe you guys' this guy, Aaron Rodgers, and, and Tom Brady. Um, but, you know, so I think, you know, we saw what the Chiefs are capable of last week. They, they had five touchdowns in a ten-minute span of football, but we also saw what Buffalo capable of. Seven drives, seven touchdowns against the New England Patriots defense that is no slouch. So this will be a great game. I really have a hard time picking who I like against the spread in this one.
0: I, uh, I go back to the first quarter of that game in which they went toe to toe with Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh was able to just stymie them and frustrate them. I don't think you can have a quarter in which you kind of offensively take off and then turn it over to the Bills and the weaponry they have. That just one quarter may end up costing you a game if they play the way they did starting out, uh, excuse me, against Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, for sure, especially given what happened in the last game between the two teams where the Chiefs turned it over four times and struggled, you know, defensively. Uh, the Bills kind of took control of that game early and never relented. That being said, the Bills, you know, three weeks ago, they were uh, they were trailing at halftime to Atlanta at home. Uh, the week after that, they were only up 13-10 to against New York Jets uh, late into that game before they turned it on. So, like, the Bills, I think the Bills are equally capable of laying an egg. Um, it's just that, you know, we've seen – you know, both teams really recently put up some great performances, and the performance by the Bills is more even and, and frankly, more impressive than the Chiefs last week.
0: Now I mentioned uh, the fact coming into this thing that the, uh, the, the 49ers have been able to run the ball almost at will in the postseason over the last four postseason games. Packers not being any different from that because they, they got ran over uh, just a couple of years ago by the 49ers so you tell me with this game being at Lambeau Field, not in San Francisco the Packers trying to shake off the the dust of losses to the 49ers in the postseason, specifically with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. Give me your thoughts on this contest at Lambeau Field tomorrow night
1: Yeah, it's yeah, they have to stop the run. I mean, the the fact is, is like Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, you, you guys know that as, as good as anybody. I can't think of anybody who has had success with a bad thumb in that in that stadium other than Brett Favre. Um, and, you know, Garoppolo had the bad thumb for two weeks, but they were playing indoors in L.A. and then indoors in Dallas. But now he has the shoulder injury, uh, which can't be good as well. Um, the Packers have done a great job this year. Uh, of being ball hawks, you know, Rasul Douglas, uh, I think, and even Devondre Campbell among the two, like, sort of chief leaders there. Uh, Garoppolo, for all of his strengths and weaknesses, you know, he throws what's called, um, and it, whether it's open or not. And, and Shanahan does a really good job of scheming things open. But, you know, as we saw last week in the Dallas game, Garoppolo gives the other defense a chance a lot. And, and I think the Packers this year have been uniquely suited to do, to take advantage of those uh, with you know, with Douglas against you know Cleveland against Arizona, uh, he stepped in front and made big plays. I think you're going to see at least some opportunities for the Packers there. So if they make if they take advantage of that, um, also if they're if they're physical in the ground game, like the I think the Niners defense is okay, but um, the Packers you know do add that physical element with Dylan and and, uh, and Jones as well. Uh, no, Marquez Valdez Cantling, which I know. He draws the ire of some fans in Green Bay a little bit, but I think he's a difference maker for that team that hurts them a little bit. But unbalanced, I I do agree with this. You know, this point spread being around five and a half, six, just because I think uh, the, the Niners are not going to be able to be one dimensional against the Packers. They're going to have to lean on Jimmy G, and I just don't know if Jimmy G can do it uh, given the elements and just given his like baseline level of play.
0: You know, it's interesting because when I went through the comparisons for this season, uh, the 49ers lead in damn near every category. I mean, uh, obviously, passing goes to Aaron Rodgers over Jimmy Garoppolo. But when it comes to running the football, run defense, points per game and all that kind of stuff, they're either even or or the 49ers get the nod, except for the ability to, to garner turnovers. The Packers are plus 13 and the 49ers are negative four. A lot of that's Jimmy Garoppolo, who will toss a couple up, and we've talked about that. That may be what this game comes down to, is just a tide-turning turnover that that gives the Packers, or or the 49ers for that matter, the advantage. But other than that, the, the 49ers, you can't overlook them because they're a really good football team in a lot of statistical categories.
1: Yeah, they are. I mean, you look at uh, yards per attempt. Like, I think Packers fans would be surprised to know that Jimmy Garoppolo averaged more yards per pass attempt this year. Aaron Rodgers, I believe, and and even like the, you know the, some of the advanced metrics, he he looks really good. And like I said, I think the reason for that, and and maybe when you look across the league and see other guys who are like Garoppolo, like Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, and Ryan Tannehill, Garoppolo sometimes gets better production because, like I said, he throws what's called right. He he throws that ball in the middle of the field when it's when when Shanahan calls it, and those plays, that's where you see the Kittle, that's where you see the Samuel and Ayuk, and they make big plays but it's also where you see the interceptions, right? And, you know, whereas other guys, maybe that the Packers face up, you're like her cousin, like dump it off and don't give, give the interception to the other team. Right. And, and that's where I think, you know, if you look at this game and you're betting it, for example, like, I don't necessarily know if I take the points of the Niners. I think the Niners are either game enough to win this game and, and avoid mistakes or the Packers as you said, get enough turnovers, enough big plays on their side of the ball to sort of win this game by margin. So, so that's kind of how I see it. I think it'll be a great game, and I think it'll be obviously a, a big matchup because, you know, this series between the nine, especially for somebody like me, 36 years old, you know, this, this Packers Niners series in the playoffs has been epic uh, for the last, you know, 25, 30 years. So I'm looking forward to another stanza.
0: The road team most likely to win this weekend is?
1: Good question. I, I, so I think it's Cincinnati um i think it goes cincinnati buffalo la and uh san francisco i you know i do agree with the market that san francisco should be the the longest shot um even though i think most packer fans are rightly a little nervous about this game
0: all right man appreciate it eric always great to talk to you and we'll talk to you down the road as the season continues on towards la okay
1: bill thanks for having me on take care
0: all right, buddy, talk to you soon. There you go. Eric Eager a Pro Football Focus. You can find him at PFF underscore Eric, at PFF underscore Eric uh, over on Twitter, and uh, they have all their stuff there. Good breakdown, uh, and I love it. But when you look at all the statistical categories, and I was, that's what I was talking about, when you look at points per game, the 49ers are 13th, Packers are 9th. Are, are Packers average 26.5 points per game, 49ers 25.1 points per game. Total offense, 49ers are 7th, Packers are 10th. Rushing offense, 49ers are 7th, Packers are 18th. Passing offense, that's the difference. Passing offense, Packers are 8th, 49ers are 12th. Possession uh, average time, Packers are number one. 32.43 seconds per game average. Uh, The 49ers 11th at 30.40. But points allowed per game? They are tied for ninth at 21.5, Packers 21.8. So it's not that huge of a difference, but it is about six uh, four spaces in the total defensive rank. Total defense, Packers rank ninth. They rank third. Rush defense, Packers are 10th. They are seventh. Pass defense, Packers are 10th. They are sixth. Sacks, they are fifth. Packers are 15th. Interceptions, Packers are sixth. They are 26th. Sixth worst in the National Football League. Their coverage is not good, which is why you're going to see probably, as much as we want to talk about A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones in the ground and pound, you're going to see a lot of Devontae Adams, Lazard, Cobb, Josiah DeGuara passes out of the backfield. You're going to see that because they're susceptible there. Uh, And then when it comes to turnover differential, they are 22nd. The 49ers are 22nd in the National Football League at negative four. The Packers, on the other hand, are bet third best at plus 13. If the Packers don't turn the ball over and accept a couple that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to throw up, Packers will win this game going away. That's been the biggest deterrent for the 49ers during their losses. But uh, they've been much better and their defense has been able to overcome like I said, 9 and 2 in their last 11 games, that's including the game against Dallas. And uh, so it's 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 a relatively even evenly matched group. But the Packers are better in turnovers, and we all know turnovers usually dictate the outcome of, of ball games. Packers have just been better in that area. Uh, so there you go. That's a quick breakdown. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next.
2: Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: And welcome back, Bill Michaels Show. We continue on really, man. this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends at Bud Light. A reminder: we are going to be on Saturday night, tomorrow night. It's a watch party, and we're inviting all of you to uh, join us. We're going to be if if you are not going to the game and you don't have your favorite pub picked out yet, join us uh, on South Seventy Sixth Street. Uh, just just if you go uh, around the Milwaukee area in Greenfield, um, like if you know where Best Buy is, if you know where. Uh, Bob's furniture is, it's just across the highway. It's called uh Foxes, the old mad dog saloon. It's called Foxes. We're going to be there tomorrow night. We're going to catch the end of Cincinnati and Tennessee, get you ready for Green Bay and San Francisco. And then obviously we're going to all watch the game together. And after the game, we're going to have the green and gold post game show. But the, the, the cool thing about this is it's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light and uh, we're going to have all kinds of giveaways. All kinds of really cool stuff coming up. They've got 26 HD TVs and there's going to be giveaways during every commercial break. There's going to be drink and shot specials all night long, Bud Light specials all night long, food specials, all that kind of stuff. And again, uh, 10 to midnight tomorrow night, it is going to be the green and gold post game show live from Fox's pub and we 're hoping that you uh, come out and join us again, coming up tomorrow night. come on out uh, i don't know about reservations and tables. I know a lot of people have been asking me about it. Some people have called i i couldn 't honestly tell you, but uh, we 're going to get there relatively early in the afternoon, late afternoon, and then get all set up and then we 're all going to watch the game together, do a little tweet up and and have a good time but a lot of a lot of giveaways. Our friends from Bud Light are supplying a lot of stuff. Uh shirts, hat, koozies, you name it. They've got a ton of stuff, not to mention just the stuff that uh that Mike gives away over there at the bar as well. So we got a divisional round weekend going on and it kicks off tomorrow night. Uh kickoff for the Packers game is at seven fifteen, but we're gonna get there earlier than that. So come on out and hang out with us tomorrow. Fox's Pub, South Seventy Sixth Street, all compliments of our friends over there at Bud Light. Uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um Randy says, when thinking in terms of a timetable, you have to look at uh, Bakhtiari's most recent surgery. Mem- remember, he was not planning on playing at Detroit, and any swelling uh, that occurs then after. And if there's swelling, something that isn't healed totally, uh, think he's going to play, uh, but he will limit himself. Um, no, I- I'm, I'm going to disagree because everybody's just different. If you think in terms of the injury, the injury occurred on New Year's Eve last year. A year ago, last year, um, and then the surgery occurred a, a couple of weeks after that. He's been in rehab ever since. Now, here's the thing: some people don't have a problem with it. You can get surgery and you can be back. You know, an ACL, MCL, all that kind of stuff. You can be back. You, you, your body is not prone to scar tissue. Your body is not prone to any other issues. Okay, you just you heal and you're back. We've seen that happen with guys in as little as eight, nine, ten months, okay? Uh, some guys they just in a surgery like that, they, they just don't take to it well. Their bodies don't take to it well. Um, now it can be because of infection. it can be of, of other things. It can be by the rehab. It can be that you've di- you've done things too soon uh, and created inflammation. Uh, and inflammation is, is swelling and in and pain is usually swelling. Uh, it can also create uh, the body to tell itself it needs more lubrication, which therefore it then begins to create fluid, which is what we know he's had problems with. Sometimes it's your body just doesn't react well to it. Uh, some guys just heal better than others. Uh, that, that's just it. So uh, what is concerning is now when when Bakhtiari said he didn't want to play last week, it wasn't because he wasn't ready. It was because he didn't want to play on turf. There was something about that grass turf He just didn't want to play on that. He he wanted to play on grass, regular grass at Lambeau Field uh, and be ready for this particular game. Uh, But they wanted to see what he had. He played pretty well. He didn't come out of it with any pain, uh, at least not after the game. He didn't mention it. But he did practice on Monday. So you thought, okay, no problem. He played in the game. Uh, He's had a week to rest, remember, and then he comes back. And then he practices and then he has an issue, so I think it's more so just the healing process, and he's problematic in that area. And the cautionary tale here is: uh, you don't. If he can't go, there is two things. One, if he can't go, you don't want to exp- you don't want to expose Aaron Rodgers' blindside, okay. And the second thing is, if he can't go, you don't want to force him to go and have the have an injury occur that then puts him out of next year because that's an additional fear. You have to weigh the, the pros and cons uh, to all of this. And then you think, okay, if where he's at right now, is this is as good as he's going to get, or would another week off benefit him to come back in an NFC championship game? Because here's the other thing to remember. he's If indeed they go to a Super Bowl, it's on turf. It's at SoFi Stadium. That's the same turf field as they just played on in Detroit. So it's not going to change. It's not like he can say, I can only play on grass. If they go to a Super Bowl, it's on turf. Uh, By the way, the question about Bosa, Bosa has not yet cleared protocol he is expected to today. Uh, He has been practicing, and he was a full participant yesterday, but he is still not, quote, out of protocol. So, uh, And I'm talking concussion protocol, by the way, not COVID. So the assumption is that he will clear concussion protocol, and he is expected to play. Fred Warner, also with that bad ankle, is expected to play. But today, 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central, is when the Packers have to activate um, Jair and Zadarius and Whitney Merciless. And I know it's a little bit disappointing and disconcerting because at the beginning of the week, when all these guys were back, and, and we know Jair's been practicing for quite some time, when all these guys have been back, and you're like, well, this is great. This is, this is a, a bountiful presence of talent that is now coming back and, and you get hepped up for that. You know, there's a hype to it. You're like, all right. And now you find out like, well, Jair, they still have not tested that shoulder fully. We don't, he's questionable. Marcos valdez scaling. He's still got a back issue. He's questionable. Darius so he Smith has not been activated. Merciless has not been activated. You know, we keep hearing about these guys coming back and they're ready and they're tweeting stuff out and putting it on Instagram. We, what we have learned specifically with Zai was it over the last five months is don't believe it. Don't believe it until it happens. Don't believe it. Uh, Jeff says, yeah, Adrian Peterson was back in about six months. Um, but he was a freaking agent and you're 100% correct so, but that's what i'm saying is guys i've seen guys come back from from knee surgeries in 9 months i've seen guys come back from knee surgeries not until the following season so like a year and a half it, it just it depends on how your body heals and what kind of setbacks you experience along the way you cross your fingers and hope that your surgeon's good well we know doc mckenzie and company are they they've done a lot of these things so it's not like they're it's their first time you hope that you're infection free you hope that your body heals well that it accepts the screws that they're going to put into the bone to attach the ligaments to you you hope all this stuff you know and if 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 there's anything that goes wrong along the way, it creates issues it it takes you a while to get over that so hopefully that's a good uh you know kind of breakdown of the injury um and Jeff, uh, you're right. Uh, you know, on top of it, Randy says he had cleanup surgery in November. Um, cleanup surgery is, again, that goes back to how your body heals. He had additional scar tissue that built up. And some bodies just do that. My first knee surgery, I had that. My second one, I never did. It was perfect. My, my God, my second one was a breeze for the ACL and the MCL. But the, the, the first one was a nightmare. The first one was 16 months. And it was just, it's painful. When you get a buildup of scar tissue, it's its that—that. It's that, it, almost like uh, just extra skin, extra tissue that builds up under the skin. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. It puts pressure on your knee. And so what happens is, is it creates this pressure. Your knee sends additional fluid to that area to kind of cushion the blow, and your knee continues to swell up. I mean, it gets big. And then they drain it. You think, okay, you drain it, and then that 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 helps it out. And then what happens is you eventually got to go in and they literally scrape that that extra skin out, take that scar tissue, which can create more if you don't heal properly. It's a huge relief for a short period of time. But then you cross your fingers and you hope that your body doesn't say something in your body would say, OK, grow more tissue because we need to we need to create more preservation of that particular area that's had surgery, that's had trauma to it. And if it does it again, you can have more problems or down the road or what have you. So um, we'll see. Um says, why are you already talking about an NFC championship game when we have yet to play the 49ers? Because I think they're going to win. It's that damn damn easy. There you have it. Uh, Let's do this. We're going to step away take a quick break. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 96.7 FM 1670 a.m. The Zone. This game, having a bye, trying to shake off some rust. What is this week like?
1: Man, you know what? It's exciting because you know that you're two games away. You know, everything that you work for, everything that you've been through, all the offseason season stuff, the OCA, the IPW, everything, you know that we are two games away. I remember when we had bye weeks and we entered into the playoffs, you know, and that's why when you lose, it hurts that much more because you know that you got to start this thing all over again.
0: Welcome back. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on and we are glad that you are with us as always. A reminder, uh, thanks to our friends over there at Quick Trip. Proud sponsor of the program. Love Quick Trip. And if you're going to stop in, you can pick up some of that pothole pizza That guy that they got going on over there. They got a lot of great things at Quick Trip. Uh, well, first first of all, top-tier and alternative fuels, not to mention no-fee ATMs. The Beer Cave, you walk right in, and oh, there's all your ta- tailgate beverages right there in front of you. Oh, yeah. Go in and get yourself some Bud Light, without a doubt. Good, good stuff. You got the pizzas, the pothole pizzas, the pep rally pizzas, the meat sweats, all your different fare. If you're going to go in and pick up some buns for brats and such, that you're going to grill out. Maybe some of the hot foods you can get right off of the uh, right off of the shelf there. Don't forget about soups and such, and all the different drinks that you can make yourself, including coffees. A lot of good things uh, over there at Quick Trip. So stop in and uh, and check it out. Good, good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, also don't forget to ask people to give you the thumbs up on YouTube as well as subscribe. Andy says, Andy, thank you. Uh, usually I just, I, I don't usually beg for that, but I I do tell you that's where you can find it. And, and we have had a really solid growth uh, of viewers over on YouTube, which is a great way to catch the program. We appreciate that. Uh, if you want to watch it and listen to it, if you just want podcasts or over-the-air radio and stuff, I, I get that. But if you want to watch the program and, and listen to it and such, you can do so there. Um, but you can also like us. We appreciate it if you do. Uh, so thanks so much to everybody that's liked us over there on Facebook. Good, good stuff there. Thank you so much. Uh, do It is appreciated. I mean, for all the stuff that's gone on in the last year, year and a half, and changing things around and moving networks and and the fact that so many of you have kind of stuck with us and spread the word. Here's where we are. Here's where you can find us. Man, it's great. It's just, it's just absolutely awesome. We, we really do appreciate it, which is another reason why we love getting out, uh, why Saturday night's such a big deal and getting over to, uh, Foxes. getting over to Foxes, coming up on Saturday night, hanging out with you, watching the game together, watch party together, green and gold post game show after the fact. We're looking forward to it. Don't forget it's all brought to you by who? Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Oh, uh, okay. James says, uh, hey, unit, uh, how big uh, of a part is Debo Samuel going to play in all of this? Um, he's going to be huge. He had uh, three catches, 38 yards. He also had a 10 carries, 72 yards, and a touchdown on the ground in the game against uh, the Dallas Cowboys. He, uh, he's got 70. He had 72 rushing yards. It's the most by a wide receiver in a postseason game in NFL history. He's used that much. Okay. He has now Devontae Adams has 123 catches on the season coming into this game. Debo Samuel, 77. But think about this in receiving yards, Devontae has 123 catches, right? 123 catches, 1,553 yards. Debo Samuel has just above or just below 50 less catches. And he's only 150 yards behind Devontae. He's got 1,405 yards. Debo Samuel also has almost 370 rushing yards. Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell, who is their their main back, their rookie back, 963 yards on the season. But Debo Samuel, in total offense, total offense, has 1,770 yards. Seventeen hundred and seventy yards. That's how big of a of a of a key component he is in their offense. Now, I am not saying you are going to take him out of the game, but if you don't allow him to damage you, that's huge because then you just worry about Kittle. Uh, and Kittle, by the way, seventy one catches, nine hundred yards, nine hundred and ten, I think, is off the top of my head. 71 catches, so Samuel's got 77, Debo uh, Debo Samuel's got 77, George Kittle's got 71. So when you talk about Debo Samuel, you're right. I mean, you you can negate him somewhat. You're really going to be in a positive position. Uh, David says, do you think that 69 Bakhtiari's ever going to be as good as he used to be? Provided he doesn't have continual problems with the knee, yeah. I mean, just the game that he played against Detroit, he was really good. He only allowed one pressure. Now, he had limited snaps. I get that. But in coming back, his first game back, I didn't think he'd be nearly that good. And he was. He only got beat laterally upfield once. And when I say that, uh I and this is what I mean. So when you're in pass blocking situation, you get your hands out, right? And you, you kind of create that horseshoe, as they say, that pocket around the quarterback, and you push your guy out, 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 out and upfield. So, therefore, Rodgers can step up in the pocket as the, as the defender that Bakhtiari has on him has gone around Rodgers, upfield, further than Rodgers is. Rodgers steps up in the pocket and delivers the football. And what you're doing is, what you try to do as a tackle, you never cross your feet. Once you crisscross your feet, like running sideways, once you crisscross your feet You've lost your leverage. You've lost your your center of balance. Okay, but if you ha- think about it, if you have your feet crisscrossed, you don't have great balance. But if you have your feet spread about shoulders' width apart, or a little bit further even, think about how stout you are, how you are able to kind of lean and really kind of guide your body, right? How to can you, how you can control it. When you crisscross your feet, you don't have control. Your center of gravity is is directly beneath you. Okay, so he only got beat laterally once in that game. Only once. So for coming back from a major knee surgery, for as long as it took him to get back, and that's with having the knee scoped again in November, having the fluid taken off of the knee again and again, that he did really well. So in answering your question, how good do I think he can be? I think he can be really good. He can go right back to being David Bakhtiari, provided that that health side of things is alleviated. If it is, phew, I don't have a worry about David Bakhtiari at all. Not at all. Not at all. But, again, David, let me say this. It's all predicated upon the fact that he has a complete recovery when it comes to health. Uh, AutoCat says, my nightmare scenario is that Trey Lance comes in in the second quarter and we cannot stop that running option. Again, guys have to stay in their lanes and do their job. This goes back to what I just did with Bakhtiari pushing the defenders upfield. Same thing with Preston Smith. Same thing with him. Preston Smith is notorious, much like uh, Clay Matthews used to be, notorious for for getting upfield, getting aggressive, and you love it when he is, but there's times where he just doesn't set the edge. He doesn't keep things in front of him and force guys back to the middle of the field. He'll get upfield, bam, you get around him, you're on the outside, and then it's just open territory. Just open territory. So if they set the edge... And they don't get crazy aggressive and do their job. I, I That doesn't even bother me. But if they don't do their job and they don't stay in their lanes and they don't set that edge, it's going to be a problem. It doesn't matter who's under center. Um, Rick says Bakhtiari value over Nyman is he's a better run blocker. Well, uh, Bakhtiari is considered one of the best pass blockers in the National Football League, hands down. So, I... That's, it's just, no. Um, Nyman's good. Don't get me wrong. But Nyman, uh, if you've ever watched play-by-play, you'll see Mercedes Lewis drift to that side. And then it's it's not where he's just going out for a pass and he's running an option or he's running a crossing pattern or something. He's actually chip-blocking and helping out Josh Nyman every now and then. So, yeah. Um, Ricky says Joe Barry needs to focus on the run, let Jimmy G beat us. Jimmy G's going to toss one up or two. I agree with you. Set your edge. Don't allow Debo Samuel to beat you in that sense. I think you're you're stout enough up the gut with TJ and with Kenny Clark and with Heflin and, and, and Lowry and Lancaster. I think you're stout enough up the gut, and you got a good linebacker in Devondre Campbell. Barnes is a hitter as well. You, you Your safeties like to hit and like to tackle. Okay, you're good there. Just don't let them get on the outside of you. Uh, well, let's do this because we're uh we, man, I, these segments fly by. Great questions today, though. Great feedback over on the Bud Light live stream. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical. Treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin and well beyond the borders as well. New Mail Medical, they have two locations, one in Green Bay, one in Milwaukee, but one phone number. One phone number. That's 414-455-4451. Terrific environment. Uh, Medical experts. They can help you out with the ED with a 98% success rate. Or uh, you can stop in and get your numbers checked for uh, testosterone levels. If you're tired, if you're sluggish, if you're moody, if you're just dragging ass, don't have energy, putting on a little bit of weight, they can check you out there if you're over the age of 30. Or if you're looking to just start jumpstart a new you, health and fitness 2022. Let's get this going. Then call them. Okay. Call them. 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That's the new Mel Medical Center. It's a new year. Make it a new you. Let's do this. We're going to step away. Take a quick break. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin
2: Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers host the 49ers in the divisional playoffs, Kickoff 7:15 tomorrow night. Still a lot of questions about who will be activated or how much they'll play, like David Bakhtiari, Zadaria Smith, Jair Alexander, or linebacker Whitney Merciless, Matt LaFleur.
0: Certainly we have a lot of guys potentially to come back and you want to test them and make sure that they feel comfortable and confident to go out there and play at a high level against a very physical football team and, and and I'd be lying to you if that wasn't a part of this thought process as well. We know who were going to play and and more than just your 48 guys unfortunately there's going to be some guys that aren't going to
2: suit up that we'd love to have up on game day the 49ers arrived in town last night a day early to adjust to the time change and the cold weather defensive end nick bosa practiced yesterday but he's still in the concussion protocol head coach kyle shanahan asked if quarterback jimmy garoppolo will wear a glove over that injured thumb on his throwing hand tomorrow night
0: um i know i think he can if he wants to i, I don't think he, he likes to but he'll figure it out though will be right and he's threw the
2: ball great um he's he's looked as good as he did the week before now san francisco started winning games when they got their running game going with rookie running back elijah mitchell and moved Debo samuel into the backfield packers linebacker devondre campbell named all pro he's ready for the challenge going against an offense like san fran you know with as many looks as they give us it's gonna be kind of hard for them to figure out where i'll be because I can guard wide receivers, I can guard tight ends, and I can guard running backs. So I'm not dealing with any more little stupid nagging injuries. I'm fresh. I feel great. I felt that way the whole year, and I I think it showed in my play. That's just the most important goal for me at this point, just continuing to stay healthy, honing in on the details, and taking it one day at a time. That's Packers linebacker Devondre Campbell in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show.
0: Clemens going to be joining us coming up with the final hour of the program brought to you by the Bay, Bay Motel in Green Bay. Mike's going to be here for the last hour today, so uh, hang out for that. Uh, looking forward to it. Hey, don't forget also... Uh, Another great sponsor of the program and uh, does a lot of our on-site stuff. That's our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All in Wausau, Wisconsin's best canvas upholstery and boat cover provider. If you are a business, say you have uh, an awning out front that you want to put up, or uh, which is a custom awning, Or maybe you want to do something with office furniture. Maybe you've got furniture at home. Maybe you've got weight benches, things for gyms, whatever. He can do it all. And all you got to do is check him out online. Go to Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That is Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. Or call him, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. Nineteen. Hey, don't forget, by the way, if you're looking for uh, snowmobiles and such, side-by-sides, UTVs, ATVs, uh, also our friends at RoadTrackAndTrail.com, RoadTrackAndTrail.com, the world's, not just Wisconsin's, not just the United States, but the world's largest provider of uh, power sports. Go to RoadTrackAndTrail.com. That's RoadTrackAndTrail.com. Uh, 877-867-1671. Hit us up. Uh, picks for the weekend. We did this last night, but picks for the weekend. Tennessee 27-24 over Cincinnati. The Rams, I got beating Tampa Bay 28-24. The Buffalo Bills getting a win on the road 30-24 and the Packers 20. 20- I was going to say 30-20, but I'm going 27-17. 27-17. That's what I, that's what I got. So there you have it when it comes to uh, picking this weekend. I know there's a lot of people picking Cincinnati over Tennessee. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you, but I just, ev- and I, my explanation is always, and will always be, every time I pick them, they lose. So I just, I can't, I just can't do it. Can't do it. Um, this one's from Anthony, who says, uh, "What do you think about the Packers off to a slow start in the first quarter, as they've done so many times this year?" I. They can still win, even if they get off to a slow start. But I, I am really anticipating. You've had a bye week, right? You've had a bye week. You have had a chance to sit down and, and script against one opponent to get ready for one opponent. There, There is no reason why this team should get off to any kind of a fast start or any, any kind of a slow start. Non-existent. They came out and destroyed... Chicago, coming out of the bye week. Got off to a fast start, dropped 45 on them. When they came out of the remember, they beat the Rams going into the bye week, and then coming out of the bye week, they played the Bears at home. Destroyed them. Now, the Bears put up 30 on them. That was late in the ball game, and all of a sudden, Justin Fields started running all over the place, and they got overly aggressive, but they still won the game going away. I'm not thinking there should be any difference here. Packers come out, strong start, win the game. And put it away early and make it really cold for the 49ers. Make it really cold for the 49ers. Uh, This is from Chris who says, Stephen A. Smith says, Aaron Rodgers is the baddest man left in the postseason. Do you agree? Uh, Well, we all know Stephen A. Smith's prowess to say he's a bad man when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. But uh, the bottom line is, until you beat Brady, Brady's it. You know, Rodgers was considered the baddest man left in the playoffs last year, and Brady beat him. You know, we can talk about Mahomes and the rise of Josh Allen and the first appearance in the postseason for Joe Burrow and what he, what you know, many people are already equating him to like a young Joe Montana. Um, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback. And I, I watched a lot of Brett Favre's career and the end of Brett Favre's career. Uh, I've seen good quarterback play. I remember watching Joe Montana play. You know, uh, Terry Bradshaw, Roger Stahlbach. I mean, you go through that list of, of really good quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers is probably the smoothest, best quarterback I've ever seen play the game. But when you talk about just wins and that ability to elevate everyone around you, I remember last year listening to and Dominic and Sue talked uh, at length about what it was like. The night before the NFC Championship game, where Brady is calling his guys, calling everybody. If it was not in going to your room at the hotel in uh, in, in Appleton, then it was it, it was calling them on their phone saying, "This is what we're going to concentrate on. This is what you think about. This is what you need to do." You know, I mean, it, it's it's leadership like that. And until Brady is out, he's the baddest man in the postseason. So uh, we do have to deviate momentarily. We have got to talk some Big Ten basketball. And you got to give props to the Badgers. Big one coming up tonight. Here comes Tom Izzo and the men in green into the Kohl Center tonight. Trying to vie for the top spot in the Big Ten as the Badgers just continue to roll. And what Greg Gard and that group has done is is nothing short of uh, exciting. I'm not going to say surprising. I'm going to say exciting. Although we didn't pick them to be this good. But, man, it's a pleasant surprise. But it's exciting. So, you know, you know, Madison's buzzing. Madison's buzzing. Big one coming up tonight. We'll talk about that and so much more. Mike DeCourcy, the Big Ten Network, he's going to join us. That's coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.